0: two, three. What do you think on that one?
1: I think it was on, but you seem to disagree every time. So maybe my internet's wrong. (laughs) It seems like
0: I like am dragging and you are ahead and we never actually meet because I see the two things line up and they're usually about, if you can visualize this, the two (laughs) conversations together, they're about an inch and a half apart in time. That's crazy. I don't know how an inch and a half relates in Sonic like audio space
1: time continuum but we're about an inch and a half off and see that's that's the thing but when i see it and hear it it's usually right on so like an inch and a half is a lot (laughs) well or it's not depending on what you're measuring (laughs) you're not wrong i think we've gone a little bit crazy in our houses uh we have uh
0: (laughs) yeah speaking about inch and a half or measuring we're watching curb your enthusiasm it's our, uh, you know, comfort thing. I've watched all of it, but Stacy hadn't seen it. So we started from the beginning and we just finished the episode about people either have a tiny penis or somebody could have a, a huge vagina. And so it's depending on your perspective of which one you think oh. is going on.
1: <laughs> That's, I've never heard of that show.
0: Uh oh. It's on HBO. It's got Larry David, who's the one who does it, who was the guy behind most of Seinfeld. If that makes any sense. Okay, for you.
1: but that's like a perfect introduction to the show. Like I love that. <laughs> that that makes me want to watch it in itself right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he meets someone who is a has a mutual friend uh, with him, and she just. I mean, and this happens on this show a lot. She's just like, yeah, yeah, he's, uh... And there's like, puts up her fingers in, like, the inch and a half, like, distance thing. And he's mm-hmm. like, hmm, what? You know? And she puts, she's like, yeah, yeah, it was unfortunate. He's like, he's got a tiny penis? And she's like, yeah, like, it's a little, like, uh... So he goes <laughs> immediately to tell the friend that and says, nope, nope, huge vagina. She has a huge vagina. <laughs> <laughs> So then they discover that men must be getting the raw end of the deal because people always talk about people having a small penis, but no one really ever talks about someone having a huge, having a huge
1: vagina. That sounds about right. I mean, how often do you measure your vagina? That's, that's where it comes in. Like, do they want you to stick a ruler up there and like measure it? I mean, there's other ways that you kind of know. That's true. You're right. But at the same time, like that's... It's easier to blame it on the guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you've ever felt the end of your business being reached, then I guess you have a concept or an, an idea.
1: Man, we are getting in it, this conversation. We have just started and we are already measuring vaginas.
0: There's a, a very crude phrase. It's not really crude. It's just a funny phrase that I always laugh when someone says it. And, and people have said it more than once in my, you know, in my area. That I've heard things, the uh, throwing a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's such a visual. I I don't I don't envision the tiny penis in the large vagina.
1: I actually picture someone slinging a hot dog down a hallway. Yeah, me too. Every single time. And I wonder, like, I sometimes I want to do it. <laughs> like, I just I I feel like I should go throw a hot dog down a hallway, and just that could be my TikTok career.
0: It could. You could just go random places. Like I've seen that one guy online who goes around with the little fart noise machine in mm-hmm. stores and like makes that little thing and then like waits for people to acknowledge and he acts like he hasn't done it at all. You could just
1: fling those hot dogs. <laughs> that
0: and then just could go about it. your business like you didn't do it. Like fling one down like the Walmart like
1: aisle. <laughs> that that's that's when we get out of quarantine, that is what I will start doing. I'll just start throwing hot dogs. Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, please have someone film that, set that up, so it can be your thing. That may be how you like become like viral and internet famous. That's true. I would be it's, known for the hot dog down the hallway. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be for this podcast, so you may as well start working <laughs> on something, <Well>. something else. <laughs> okay, so uh, we didn't even do any intros or anything. We just started talking about big vaginas right <laughs> away. So that's, that's how that's long us. we've. Yeah, that's how long we've been squirreled away now I've lost count of the days I tried to think of it today and I know I'm at least on like six or seven solid days and I had three to four before that uh where I only made like one trip out which was you know to a to a store or to the doctor or something like that so I'm I'm deep into it how, Becca how far are you i this at uh, I
1: I just did the math while we're sitting here and I thought about it it's been a week and three days so that's 10 days Of being in this house. No trips out whatsoever other than Mm -mm. like, okay, if you've gone out to like the mailbox. I've gone to the mailbox a couple times because people are at home shopping. So Mercari is where I'm making a bunch of money. Oh, wait, what is
0: this? Mercari? I don't know what this is. Mercari?
1: uh yeah. it's like a uh specialty shop thing like it's people from their homes like ship out their old items and stuff i have a bunch of old paramore shirts and stuff like that you can sell them on mercari and people can find your stuff easier
0: okay so you're a seller on there you're not like yep. some person that's doing from home computer work for some company called mercari
1: oh no no no, no. i'm getting rid of my old stuff because i have too many things And people are giving me money for the things that I no longer can have.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I guess that's...
1: Is it, like, similar to, like, an eBay type thing, but, like, not the eBay mess? Similar, but, like, different. Like, it's a lot easier to use. And uh, they have um, pre-made shipping labels and stuff that are super simple. And it's all flat rate boxes and stuff. So, it's it's a really simple way to get into, like, the online selling business. So...
0: I guess that sounds kind of similar to back a while back. I remember like they did that maybe through Amazon with like textbooks or something. Yeah. Like you could resell your textbooks to other people and they kind of brokered that deal provided you with the labels and you just stick them in a box and send them and everybody knew they were going to get what they paid for and it wasn't any kind of scamming or whatever so Mercari I might need to look into that because I have lots of weird shit that I bet people would pay for Mm -hmm. but
1: I don't want to mess with eBay that's that's my whole thing like that's why I joined Mercari and it's worked out pretty well like you're not going to make tons of money obviously but it's enough like it's worth it to just rather than just throwing your stuff in the trash so, I mean, plus yeah. uh, my mom had a bunch of Pandora charms and stuff, and I don't wear jewelry like that. So I'm okay. selling Pandora charms are in there at the moment. And for, like, you know, every $15, like, charm that I sell, uh, it's, like, $2 in shipping. It's not bad mm-hmm. money if you're selling mm-hmm. a bunch of them, so.
0: No, and if it's stuff that you just absolutely don't have a use for nope. or trying to clear out. I mean, we did a little bit of spring cleaning the first couple of days that we were locked in here. But now our energy level and level of, hey, let's go team, let's do this, has uh-huh. really like started to bottom out a little bit. Like Stacy just came in. She's she's working remotely from home and she's just a trooper. She's doing like what I'm sure a lot of other people are not doing. She gets up at her regular work time, takes her shower, puts her clothes on, goes into the extra office room that we have here that I cleared a spot out for her, has her laptop set up, her little of Flex thingy from work, <laughs> her little notes all around for like shortcut things from work. And she gets her coffee and she goes back there. And I'm like, other people are just like on the couch with mm-hmm. whatever watching tv checking on their computer every once in a while and she's like no no no! i have a meeting at nine thirty, and we have another one at 4 p.m and well and i'm like <laughs> you're such a nerd and i love it you know like i would <laughs> not great. be i would not be like that but uh so she's she's got her little schedule going down with that and she she popped in here uh see about five o'clock a little while ago and said what'd you do today i, mean, I said oh i didn't really do anything <laughs> Which isn't true. I edited the first episode of our quarantine podcast and, um, you know, put some clips and some weird little stuff that I haven't done before in there and trying to make it fun and add to it and use this time to learn a little bit more about getting the podcast going. So what are you and Tiff doing in your time? (laughs) Uh, I also had an
1: idea for what we could call this. Okay. Quarantalks. Quarantalks, okay. It's it's the only thing I could come up with, with, like, the word quarantine and also, like, you know, we're stuck inside. But as far as what we're doing, um, we started out pretty Uh, Mm gung-ho. I was working in my room a lot. I cleared out my whole dresser because I'm selling that. And now I'm sitting in a state of there's literally clothes in every surface of my room. Okay. Part of
0: Quarantalks which unfortunately I already uploaded the artwork for the other one so I can't change it now so we won't be corn talks but we'll have corn <laughs> talks. Part of this corn talks is going to be total like questioning and honesty and uh you know cone of trust and all that. I have been talking to you on this podcast for over a year. Mhm. And it seems like every time I talk to you you've been cleaning on your room.
1: Uh-huh. What's going on in that room? I have too many clothes. There's nowhere to put the stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Um So, when I first moved into this house with Tiff, uh, I I was in a different room. Like, I was in the very front room where she has her office now. And about four or five months in, after I had the whole thing set up, it looked nice, everything fit. She asked me to move rooms into this one because it has a bathroom that we could use and shower, and we'd have our own bathroom. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, everything shifted differently, and so nothing fit correctly. And I have not gotten it together since then. Yeah, that'll
0: that'll do it to you when you get everything mm-hmm. set and pile a bunch of stuff in one spot. And then you're like set with that stuff and you're like, I can make this work. It never works. It never no, works. No, no. We're going to be doing that switching around. We have a guest room in our hallway and then there's an extra, the third bedroom, which used to be our son's room. As where the uh, print mafia office was, which was mm-hmm. when I made art and posters and rock and roll stuff all those years. We did all of it in back in that room, and it is lined with bookshelves all the way around. There's a full industrial size office type coffee copy machine in there. Mm-hmm. There's a glass light table for like doing paste ups and mock ups and things on. There's rolling carts of paper. There's all this stuff, and then Stacy's like. Well, that room back there is a little bit bigger than the guest room. And I really feel like that if we transitioned that room over into the guest room and made that back when the guest room, then I would have room for, you know, like my crafting in there. And I was like, instant panic sets in, which I tried mm-hmm. not to, but I did start off with like, well, well um, uh, yeah, we could, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, but you know, we'll have to like get rid of some things out of the office, which is, pa- you know strikes terror into me like what do I throw away what do I get rid of would set me off irritable bowel syndrome would set in (laughs) (laughs) sleepless nights would set in all of that stuff so anyway yeah that that I understand that totally because I'm now contemplating with her like what comes and what goes and to switch those dreams around again nothing that's going to happen during this quarantine because this is such strange times we touched on a little bit last time (sighs) it's just like the other thing is there's no sunshine it's just raining every day here yep. pretty much we'll get like it'll pop out and i think oh it's gonna clear up and be nice and then it's just another out of nowhere shower.
1: that that makes a lot of sense like ours is like that too i mean yeah
0: it's killing my seasonal disaffective affective disorder or affective disorder whichever one it's called i have whatever <laughs> it's called i have it if it's gloomy and doom it's just like puts me in a fog
1: how about at this point? Uh, we don't have cabinets in our kitchen anymore. We don't have doors. Tiffany took them off a couple of days ago because we were going to clean out all the cabinets. Because with us moving, we're, we're trying to pack up stuff, go through everything. We took all the doors off. No. It has been four days. No. They're not back. And uh. the cats think that this is where they need to go in every single cabinet. And I don't know if we'll ever get doors back because neither one of us care to do it.
0: Right. Those (laughs) doors are just going to sit over there. You know what you're also going to do is you're going to move those doors around so many times and put so much energy into moving them that you could have just put them back on. Been there, done that.
1: We put them all outside so we could like firmly wash them all. And there's Mm -hmm. like all the hinges and stuff. We took them off and put them in a bucket and they've been sitting in a bucket of soap and water for mm, four or five days now. It's fine.
0: Those things will be out there before this whole quarantine is... They'll still be out there when this quarantine is over, I bet.
1: I told her, I was like, we've got like an open floor plan cabinet kitchen. Like, that's that's <laughs> what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to
0: start any huge projects like that because you just don't... We just don't know what's going on. I mean, the the, the rate of all of this is increasing. I think we're going to we're working our way to a peak. But again, if people don't stay their asses home... <laughs> Yep. It's this peak is going to be like so far out. I mean, when I when I hear them say, you know, the government is planning on eighteen months of this crisis, mm. I really am starting to believe that. We made one like go pick up uh, grocery order at Kroger. We placed it on a Friday. The first open slot was a Monday at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, so we waited all that time for it, which is fine. We weren't out of things or anything, but there was some stuff we wanted. Just a regular order. We weren't hoarding anything up, mm-hmm. and we went to out to go do that. You know, we washed ourselves up and got our wipes <laughs> and got in the car to go do this. Mm. And, and uh, we we even took the tip money for the guy and like Stacy cleaned him with the Clorox wipes <laughs> and put it in the back so he didn't have to touch us or touch any dirty money or anything. But we got the order. Of course there was a third of our order was there, but there were just people just out walking and clumps of people grouped up together, going into the stores Saw people, you know, the restaurants here are closed now, but they're mm-hmm. still at convenience stores, gas stations, uh, Walmarts, Kroger's, all that stuff is open. Just saw mm-hmm. clumps of people, like, just bound, touching up against each other in groups, walking into the store. And I was just like, this, this is, I mean, I know everybody can't do the delivery or whatever, but, you know, yeah. I, I don't know what the answer for it is other than stay home. But people do need, I guess, necessities and those things.
1: That's that's kind of where we're all at at this point. Like uh, Tiffany went out a couple days ago. I don't go out just because with type one diabetes, we're yeah. pretty, you know with the dis- like disease, more likely to get sick and die. Great, right. love that. Right. Um, so Tiff went out the other day to go to PetSmart, uh, because we needed we needed flea collars and medicine because our cats that are coming and out are you know getting fleas and we don't want him to bring him in because the weather's changing and that's we have sand outside so we knew what was coming so she went to go get flea collars she told me that when she got out there it's like the weirdest like apocalyptic feeling of like emptiness but there's also just like random clusters of people and everybody's doing the curbside pickup that's great like all the stores that we have still open curbside pickup great There's still people going into the stores just because they feel like they could.
0: Yeah, that's what I felt like it was. I mean, as we first pulled out of our road and got on the main road and then into town, um, Stacy was like, look at all these people out here. I said, well, you know, this is less than I expected. But then as we got further on in, closer to the stores and the businesses and things, I was like, because I was kind of defending people on the drive over. I was like, Mm -hmm. look, people have to go to work, you know. Like hospitals, healthcare places, people who are in these grocery stores, these convenience stores, people still work in factories because those haven't been shut down. Retail stores here have been closed now. Mm-hmm. But some of these people, are pro- and like us, we're going to do our pickup, you know, so people are going to have to be out. But then when we got further down and I saw the number of people in the Kroger parking lot, I was like, and the other thing is like, we're Tiff, one person went out for you. This is four people mm-hmm. getting out of a car. They didn't all four need to go. You know, that's the kind of stuff that the government yeah. is saying be smart about. Like when you come to do a curbside thing, don't bring a carload of people with you. Because like even our vets and things are still here open and you they'll come out and get your cat or your dog or whatever from you. Take it back in, do the service, bring it back out to you. But there's no need for the whole family to go for that ride. I understand people want to get out. It was kind of nice to get out and get a little air or whatever, but you can do that with a walk or Or just go sit outside on your porch if you've got one or whatever. We have a patio with a covered area on it. And I was like, we need to go out and straighten that on back up from winter now because we need to go out there and sit. We need to get some fresh air. Yep. For sure.
1: We made a fire the other night just because, I mean, it wasn't cold. There was no reason we needed a fire, but we were like, it's just something to do. Like, we went out, we used the back patio that just got reconcreted and made a nice little fire and cooked some marshmallows. It got us out of the house for like 20 minutes. So, I mm-hmm. mean, it was nice. yeah. But people aren't taking, like, they're taking that little luxury for granted. Because, like, in most apocalyptic situations, you can't go outside. But right now, we can go outside all we want. Just don't go near other people. It is funny because I saw a
0: meme yesterday where it was like everybody before coronavirus and it showed like a family all sitting in one living room and everyone was on their cell phone or had headphones mm-hmm. on or was watching TV or something. And then it's like, and you know, when there's a virus was the other picture. And it's like everybody out jogging and running and walking their dogs <laughs> and doing all the stuff that nobody ever does. <laughs> that Secure. won't be me. That no. won't be me. I, I might take the dogs for a walk. Although the dogs, again, like we said last time, are loving it because Stacy is never home this much, but their schedule's all off. And I think I saw something online about a, a and it could probably be a made up story, but someone whose dog like fractured their tail from wagging so much. Oh my God, home. that's
1: funny. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not poor little dog, you know. Oh no.
0: Well, so, okay, so um, we got to bring this around to a little bit of media since that's what we're here to talk about. I. Said we're doing the Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're almost through that. Is there something uh, besides YouTube or gaming that you've been watching or planning uh, to watch?
1: I rewatched Winona Earp just because it was it. I needed a reminder of what happened in season three. Like I, I needed to like you know because we're getting closer to we might get four soon. Mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to rewatch it, so that's what I was. I, I've been doing. Um, and again, like you said, with the YouTube and gaming and stuff, like. There is one thing on YouTube that I saw that some people might want to watch. It's through the Geek and Sundry channel. It is Escape Rooms. And uh, Geek and Sundry is run by Felicia Day. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we all know Felicia Day. But there's a bunch of different celebrities and stuff that are challenged to go into these. Escape Rooms and Escape. Uh, Amber Benson's in an episode. uh, Josh McDermott. Um... There's there's a bunch of, like, different levels of different celebrities that are trying to do these escape rooms, and I think that, that would be something really cool for people to get to see, because it's also kind of, like, an interactive thing, where, like, you try to figure out the puzzles, too.
0: Okay, well, let's back up, because, you know, that online gaming world is not <laughs> my world, and... I've had many people try to explain a lot of these things to me and I just okay. need like to ask the questions and slow it down and go, okay. So when you say, I know what geek and sundry is, mm-hmm. and I know who Felicia day is. Mm-hmm. And I know about uh, like, it took me forever to understand what in the fuck people were doing with critical role. Like <laughs> to even like, they talked about oh. it like it was a TV show, but I'm like, but they're playing a game. But then you're watching it online. Like, what? Okay, this is too much mixture for my old mind. Okay, <laughs> so I know Geek and Sundry, I know Felicia Day, I know I know that world. But when you say like Amber Benson is doing an escape room, like what are what what are people gonna see? Is it them doing an actual physical? They're in a, a yes. regular escape room, like if you went to a real escape room in your town. Yes, they just filmed them doing those. Yes. They so,
1: Geek and Sundry made the sets, made the the story, made all of the effects of the escape room. And what we're seeing is they are these celebrities and these people are in the room trying to escape and it is recorded. So is this content that was recorded before all of this
0: stuff started in like February-ish? Is this they like, recorded yes. before? Okay. Way before. Way before. Okay. So was this a thing that was running before all of this started? Like an ongoing show before...
1: Yes, yeah. I I don't know if we'd call it like an ongoing show, like mm-hmm. Geek and Sundry. You know, they're they're a big company. They're a big channel. They do a bunch of little series of videos and stuff. This is just one that they picked up in the last couple of years.
0: So, but this content did exist before. This yes. isn't a yes, thing it that did. they yes, were it like, did. oh, let's just put this out now because people are home and they can watch it. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Well, that helps. See, the, <laughs> that's one of the things about the these companies that do this kind of online programming is like. It's like the wild, wild west, you know, it isn't, they don't follow rules and, and, you know, even if they're not good rules, like they don't follow conventional rules of the way we've consumed media forever. Mm -hmm. It's not like a TV station. It's not like you have certain hours of programming where you can expect this kind of thing. It seems like it's just anytime and all over the place. Like, how does one keep up with what is happening on something like Geek and Sundry?
1: Well, you, first of all, you get a YouTube account, like you log in with your email address and then you subscribe to the channels. And by subscribing to them, all of their stuff, whenever they upload, will come into, like, a feed for you. So, and and people usually, like, a, like, Geek and Sundry or, I'm trying to think of, like, Rose and Rosie, they'll tell you, on these days, we're uploading. Like, we try to upload on these days. And so that's that's kind of how you stay focused on like what's what's going to be coming out, what's going to be new. And YouTube has a new uh, like a new setup where they can have like different channels can um schedule to premiere videos, like schedule it beforehand. And you can see it in your feed of at 12 o'clock today. This new video is coming out. It just feels a little
0: overwhelming because I don't spend all of my time online, which a lot of people do. That's not a put down for anyone. You spend a ton of your time on there. I spend a ton of my time on other things that other people Mm -hmm. would think, oh, I don't spend my time on (laughs) this TV thing or this movie channel or whatever. But I do have channels that I subscribe to and I do get the little dings and notifications. Mm -hmm. But then I just feel like everything would pile up on me and I would, you know, have all this stuff coming out. And I don't know, it just feels so chaotic. Does that make
1: sense? It does make sense. And I, I see how you could think that. But like, I go through my stuff so fast. Like, it, mm-hmm. it goes, like, you You can easily, like, you go to your subscription list. Like, I do each day, right? And I mm-hmm. check my subscription list, and there's usually about five, six videos. Most of them are anywhere from five minutes to 12 minutes long. Mm-hmm. You watch those, and then you're done for the day of those channels. But I go back and watch old stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I do that,
0: too. Like, I'll still go back and, and revisit some kind of TV stuff whenever I remember yes. something that I enjoyed or... Um, Girlship TV yep. was one, and then I have just regular like. There's a a guy who does nothing but film himself, like opening up different fast food things that are trending and eating them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just talks to the camera like while he eats and it's discusses the fog. food. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and, and Chelsea Lynn or Trailer Trash Tammy is mm-hmm. one of my favorite follows on there too. And I can't. And then d- what does happen is then I get in the vortex of that, and then I'm three hours later. I'm like, oh okay, I've gone through all these trails and streams off of this one branch of
1: this thing. So That's my uh, every day. <laughs> that is what I do every single day. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, I bit my toes in that, but I don't know if I can be in that
1: all the time. Well, there's a lot of content that you can check out. And, and it is, I subscribe to the YouTube Red, um, which is the premium YouTube where you don't have the ads because I spend most of my time on YouTube. I do. So it's yeah. worth it for me. Um, not for a lot of people, but it's worth it for me. Yeah. But there's I can see that. so much content on there and it's free. It's virtually free to watch all of this different stuff. And there are shows there's a new show that I found on there called These Thems. It is a queer centered show. Um, it's about a non binary person that is at the gynecologist and teaches the gynecologist about queer people and about trans people. And she's like, You should be Like, a teacher for this stuff. So then Mm -hmm. it's about their journey, and then there's a straight girl, quote-unquote, that is at the same gynecologist that figures out, oh, I think I'm gay. And so then those two link up, and they start teaching each other stuff.
0: What a place to figure that out at.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she figured it out because she had a female doctor. It was pretty funny.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of that, I am switching gynecologists because, (laughs) I'll tell you what, this is the same gynecologist forever and... and he's the one that delivered our child and all of this stuff nice guy but it's like how many times do gay women or queer women have to tell the gynecologists and their nurses and everyone involved in the setup of you getting your whole stuff done Mm -hmm. when they ask that question like is you know could you be pregnant and you're like nope Mm -hmm. absolutely not no way and they're like well, what birth control are you using well, I use the type where it's, don't sleep with men. Yep. And, and then you get that shocked look from. And it's like, you're the same nurse last time. You're the same nurse from the time before. Like, you ask, can we put that fucking note in my chart, please? Can we please have that in there that says, <laughs> lesbian, don't ask about the babies and the men's.
1: I have the opposite of that. I, uh, my, uh, primary doctor, because diabetic, you have to have a primary doctor. He's an endocrinologist. He knows that I am a lesbian. He mm-hmm. put it in his notes mm-hmm. and he said to me the last time he goes, I know that your method of birth control is that you don't sleep with men. He says, <laughs> I know, but we still have to talk about if you want to have a baby. And I was like, OK, great. Not going to have a baby. He goes, OK, I know that I, I understand you don't sleep with men. That's fine. And then he just moves on. So right, he right. he has taken the note and I've seen it in his notes that it literally just says gay on one line. And I love that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my primary care was great. I had the same primary care doctor for like 25 years. Mm-hmm. We, I went to him, Stacy went to him, our son, Stacy's mother, everybody. I went everybody to go to my guy. I loved him. He retired. And mm-hmm. I was just like, last year, you know, this, I was just like, oh, no, I'm going to have to go through this and train somebody else again, train mm-hmm. some physician. But he, his replacement that he had, he went through a couple and he said they just were not good enough for his people and he was not going to let them handle them. And, and I love that he did that. He found the right person found this attractive little lady from another part of the state <laughs> to come over and take over so the first day I met her I was like oh hi <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're my new lady doctor okay I like this and I just went ahead and was like she goes, I've read over your chart but I'm like okay so if you've read my chart then I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this but I don't know if it's in there or not because he was always very cool about it and told her she's like oh that's cool you know and I was like and my wife will be coming in here and our son will be coming in too mm-hmm. and so now we're like boom we just keep going you know so i didn't have to explain anything to anybody it was great i don't mind going to the doctor now
1: i i understand that um i don't think i've ever told you this story but uh first time i ever went to the lady doctor uh, i had this nice like little physician she she was she's very cute and she tried to ask me about methods of birth control and i got flustered (laughs) and didn't know what to say And I, in my mumbling, stumbling way, said, I uh, I gay. (laughs) I gay. And she just kind of looked at me and she was like, okay, cool. And then like went about her business and I sat there mortified and panicked. This like 13-year-old little kid, like just like, I gay.
0: (laughs) I mean, you cut to the chase. You got it out. I did. That's perfect. And that that does not surprise me from you whatsoever. Yeah, so, I'm a mess. You might just need a little button that says that, that you can just wear around so people can just get, I gay.
1: Yep. <laughs> Explains everything away really quick.
0: It's a noun. It's a verb. I mean. It works. Yeah, it works for everything. <laughs> well, okay. We, way off topic. Um, Back to what we're watching or doing. We just dove headfirst into a new Netflix show called Tiger King.
1: I've seen that. I haven't watched any of it, but I've seen that a lot of people are watching it.
0: Okay. Well, the trailer was just batshit crazy out of control. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I definitely want to see this for folks that don't know. It's about the uh, people that are involved in the training or not really in the training, just the keeping in captivity, big cats for profit. Like, they run those little side-of-the-road, like, you know, come pet a tiger kind mm-hmm. of places that you see all mm-hmm. over. I could have sworn this whole thing took place in, like, Florida because it seemed very Florida. But it was in <laughs> Oklahoma and Myrtle Beach and then one place in Florida. But it's about a fellow who uh, goes by the name of Joe Exotic. And he, okay, it has gay stuff in it. I don't want to okay. ruin it for anybody. But I think the minute that Joe Exotic appears on your screen and opens his mouth, you're going to be <laughs> like, okay. He gay
1: <laughs> with a name like that, I mean, come on, yeah, okay,
0: yeah, so it follows like it follows two stories. There's a woman who runs what she calls like a rescue and a shelter for these cats, so they can live out the rest of their life not being bred uh mm-hmm. to make kitten, yeah I didn't know this, but you can really only get your value out of big tigers when they're kittens, so that people will mm-hmm. come and pay to pet them, and they'll pay like. From $500 to like $3,500 to come in and pet Mm -hmm. a kitten, which is crazy. So it's like, there's more intrigue than like a Martin Scorsese movie in this thing. It's like Mm -hmm. Goodfellas of Big Cats. That's. (laughs) With a guy who owns Big Cats, also is a country music singer, and also ran for the governor of Oklahoma and president of the United States. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. One of my friends who I turned on to it kept texting me after every couple of episodes and saying, it can't get any crazier than this. And he goes, this has got to be peak, right? And I'm like, nope, keep going, keep watching. And uh, it's pretty quick. I think it was seven episodes. And I highly recommend Tiger King. It is the show made for coronavirus quarantine.
1: It's what you need.
0: We watched it all on Saturday night, all seven hours of it, without moving. That um, sounds
1: great. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You could stretch it into a few days or whatever, but I don't think you'll want to. I think you're going to do like probably three episode blocks at a time. And it's it's the craziest story and maybe the craziest, you know, more than like making a murderer and all of those kind of things. It it levels all of that up. So I highly recommend Tiger King on Netflix and would love to hear people's feedback if they do watch that. It could really be its own podcast probably after you do watch it. it okay. It could easily be its own whole episode because it's it's just out of control there's a murder plot in it um, that's
1: strange from a cat show murder for hire yeah whoa yeah okay i'll i'll definitely check that one out because i i thought it looked more like a national geographic about cats like it didn't seem interesting to me
0: it's more like national Enquirer about cats
1: okay dope all right i'll do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay so folks, we've given you another little episode here of what we're doing, uh, sort of what we're doing during the quarantine and a whole bunch of other stuff. We started <laughs> off with big vaginas. We ended up on gynecologists <laughs> and big cats. So it's pretty much the perfect episode.
1: Yeah. That's that's all that a queer woman could want, right? <laughs> right.
0: All right. So we'll be back in a couple of days um, to talk about whatever we're doing, what's going on, how stir crazy we've gotten, what weird things have happened. Uh, Stacey has started baking now so i've got a homemade banana pudding waiting on me so
1: that sounds great i'm a little jealous (laughs) but i have a lot of rice tiffany made a lot of rice for dinner last night so i'll just i'll eat a bunch of rice
0: (laughs) and i'll eat a bunch of banana pudding (laughs) and we'll get back together again all right talk to you later bye